Okay, my story. Buckle up. Here we go. This is it. This is the launch. This is episode number one of whatever this is, whatever this becomes. This is where it begins. And I'm going to preface this by saying this is take two. Originally, I recorded podcast number one on July 30th of this year. Um, But I for several reasons, which will probably eventually be discussed, have delayed until now. So here we go. I'm just going to take a little sip. So welcome. Welcome to the show. I act like I'm talking to someone, but let's be real. I'm sitting here alone talking to myself right now. But somewhere, sometime, somehow, you are listening to this. So we are together separately. (laughs) I have no idea where this is going to go or how it will evolve. What I know is how I would like to begin. I know this right here, right now, is how I want to start. I hyped this as something wicked awesome this way comes. My point of that is based on where my story begins. My story is about a journey out of Mormonism, out as a gay man, out as I did a hashtag, hashtag wicked. By no means am I talking about being evil, actually. Rather, I'm talking about taking the unexpected path, the less traveled path, the unblazoned trail, if that's a word, whatever that means or is. My idea behind this is about the journey. Each of us is on a journey. This journey may, and probably won't, wander or end where you think or intend it to, but it isn't about that. Life is about the journey, what we learn, how we evolve, how we grow. My goal is to be as objective as possible. My goal truly is to understand. I have only been on one journey, mine. I will only ever be on one journey. I find people's stories fascinating and I want to hear them, even if they are radically, radically different from my own. That is what makes life interesting. A million me's would be boring and, especially for me, annoying as hell. My journey specifically intersects with religion, sexuality, education, family, multiple points where I'm starting this podcast journey. That, however, is not everyone's path. It is not the journey or intersects, sects, intersecting points that everyone has. I want people who have been on different journeys, people who took their rumspringa and decided things were legit, someone who started atheists and joined a church, someone who started a conservative and moved to liberal, someone who took the vegan journey and stuck with it, along with someone who said, hell no. I want this to be fun and informative. Yes, there will be tears, I'm sure, but I want there to be laughter as well. Maybe the journey turned out to be one big joke. Maybe the journey ended in a death and that will be heavy. That is the point. Journeys are never the same. Even if two clones start at the same point, the journey immediately becomes different. That is the story. Two roads diverged. 
Thank you, Robert Frost. So, with that, I will not delay any longer. All of that will have its time as we go on. There will be episodes to dive into it all, but I start this journey with my journey. My journey began at the time I was getting ready to go on a mission. Up until that point, to be honest, I was going through the motions. This was a thing, and there are rules. You follow them, you succeed. The end. I knew the game, I knew the rules, and I played by the rules. I was, by all accounts, a model citizen. Going on a mission, at that point for me and those closest to me, was a foregone conclusion, or so everyone, including myself, thought. I have to narrate here a bit because this is where many of observers would say I was on track and doing well and succeeding. The difference is, though, people around me only see the outside. At the time, when I was approaching 19, mission age, that was when I realized I had not ever stopped to figure out what I believed. I was just going through the motions, if you will. I realized if I was going to go out and convert others, I needed to know I believed what I was selling. I needed to be behind my product 100%. I was Mormon because, well, because I was Mormon. I hadn't tested it. Now, let me preface right now, as I begin this journey story, that this is, of course, the quote-unquote folklore version of the story. By that, I mean, I have been telling this story for the better part of three decades. I know it has become formulaic, and many of the details are are likely muddy. Uh, I just want to clarify that I recognize this as my version of my story, not necessarily just the facts. It's something that I've said for a while. I, I mean, I always believe that there are three versions of the story, my version, someone else's version, and the truth. Uh, so this is my version. So when, I became, when it came time to prepare to go on a mission, my journey, this particular journey anyway, began. That was the first time I took a minute to stop and find out what I truly believed for myself. Until this time, I was going through the motions, so to speak. I knew what to say, what to do, and I was mimicking those things. I used to say I didn't feel anything at this time, but the truth is, I did feel. This is another murky area for me, uh, for explaining. I'm not sure quite how to put the feeling into words. I felt what I was supposed to feel because I was supposed to feel it. The best way I can explain this is to say I believe... I'm saying the same thing again. I'm going to have to cut this out. This is a murky area of explanation for me because I'm not sure quite how to put the feeling into words. I, I felt I was supposed to feel because I was supposed to feel. The best way I can explain this is to say that uh, I believe the human mind is incredibly powerful. I mean, unbelievably powerful. With the, powerful, with the power of the mind, I believe we talk ourselves into certain things. When we want to believe something enough, we believe it. Truly, we do. Our brain believes it, so it is true. Because not being true isn't even an option. You know, for a Mormon kid who has absolutely nothing else, I mean, truly, in my head, I didn't 
ever think, no, it's not true, was an option. I just didn't think that was an option because it was true. <clears throat> so I believed because I believed. This was my I think before I am moment, I suppose, with the prospect of going out into the world to spread the message as a serious student, family member, friend, worker, fill in the blank. I have to believe and be behind the product 100% or not at all. At this point in the process, again, I truly believed this was a formality. Nevertheless, a necessary formality. So I began my process. I started reading my scriptures and fasting and praying. To my surprise, however, nothing came. I was frustrated. I was trying everything I could personally because this was my personal journey. I need to clarify for everyone. Because the question I was asking myself at this point was if I was supposed to go on a mission because that was the issue at hand. So, as I've laid out, the church was true. That was not a question. This was just the go-on-a-mission question. I was getting nothing. Remember, for Mormons, this is the two to three months ahead of a 19th birthday. And I'm also in the process of preparing for uh, a mission uh, by getting a suit and shoes and luggage and my wisdom teeth removed and a physical. I'm, I'm also going uh, through all the motions by fasting and praying and paying my tithing and attending my religious classes and church attendance. I'm doing the things that anyone would do before getting ready to go on their mission. And I understand things have changed, but this would have been in the late 90s. So, it's different. <laughs> when uh, I was open to confirmation, I got nothing. This was honestly shocking to me because while I expected it to come, I was open to whatever. And whatever was silence. I also need to clarify that I had adjusted what I expected here as well. I started thinking I would have my first vision moment. I mean, come on. Didn't everyone, every Mormon at least, kneel down and pray to God for a Joseph Smith vision? You're liars. Anyway, I went from that to looking for confirmation, to just a feeling of calmness or peace with the decision. It never came. Never. No peace, no calm, no answer. Silence. I even went to the interview with the bishop. My dad. Yes, my dad. My dad was the bishop of my home ward when it was time for me to go on a mission. <sighs> the story is coming, but even heading into the interview, I just wanted to feel at peace. Bishop Hales, my dad, welcomed me to his office that was also in our stake center at the time. Sorry for the non-Mormons. You're going to have to do some research here. Hey, son. He joyfully popped up from behind his desk to give me a hug. Definitely something many members get from Bishop Hales. But father, bishop, son hugs are different. Did you bring my papers? Even in this moment, I remember thinking, <laughs> wait for it, wait for it. Shit. Nothing. Caveat. I did not 
say or even think shit at the time, not even in my head. But there was no peace, so I opened my mouth to respond. But I also have a caveat to the caveat. As I'm recording this, I am 45 years old. It is July 23rd, 2023. Um, I guess that's July 30th. And my dad, at this time, sometime in July 97, if my math is correct, my dad is 44 years old. So for perspective, I am older than my dad was back then. This is more for me than anything else. <laughs> so, back to the subject at hand. Yeah, uh, I motioned to my back pocket where the papers were folded. Yes, let's stop. They were folded. But they were still nicely fo folded, not shredded. But the point was, at this time in my life, these papers were always with me. I, I expected to have to redo them. But they were a representation to me at this point that they were as important to me, more so, to be honest, than my scriptures. Great, get them out, my dad said. I can't go. Never have I ever spoken words more slowly at this point in my life than I did right then. Again, this is the folklore of the story. It may not actually be true, but it's part of the narrative now. The point is, I told my dad at 18, going on 19, I cannot go on a mission. I can't remember his exact expression. I just know my mistake was immediately recognizable on his face. He was shocked. There are three exclamation points here in my script, uh, but there could be as many as you need to emphasize this for yourself. Oh, no, 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 no. I can go. I, I'm worthy to go. I can go today, tomorrow, yesterday, whenever. I'm worthy to go. I just can't. See, as the bishop, my dad had likely heard several young men talk about how they were not worthy to go because they had, quote-unquote, messed up in one way or another. As I said, the mission thing was a foregone conclusion for myself and everyone around me. So saying I might have done something heretofore I hadn't confessed was a potential deal-breaker. Okay, he said. <laughs> I saw the confusion on his face then. I, I was the no-brainer child. This was supposed to just happen. I had always been the deacon's quorum president, teacher's quorum president, seminary week winner. I mean, you fill it in. I remember his face softening as he realized there was not a problem, an issue, if you will. It ended up being a much larger issue since we're here talking about this right now. But at the time... It was more of a relief. No worthiness issues we would have to work through. We can work through the other stuff. These things, these things I would have imagined had been going through my dad's head. This was me making sense of the facial expressions. My dad and I then had what I remember as our first quote-unquote come-to-Jesus talk it was not that at all, but it was our first talk where I felt I was an adult talking to another adult. 
I'm not going to say it was an easy conversation because neither of us took offense to anything. We just talked. It was very nice. We both left on a positive note and with an, another hug. This was a huge step for me at this time because I had no idea what to expect from this outcome. Honestly, not going on a mission was not an option for me. It had never crossed my mind. Yet, here I was. There was no precedent for this. I was embarking on not the road less traveled, but the road never traveled. The road that technically had a path, but it was so overgrown, it was almost impossible to see the turnoff. Yeah, that was this road I was on now. And I had no idea where it was headed.